and welcome to yet another episode of the Swiss Ballers Pod. I'm Fabo, and as usual, I'm joined by two absolute ballers, my good friend Armin, back home in Zurich, and Toto, finally back home in Geneva. My friends, how are you doing? I'm good, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, not bad, not bad. I'm happy to see you back, man. How are you doing, Armin? Yeah, I'm good. Enjoying the hot weather. The rare weather in Switzerland. Yeah, yeah it's good. So, so you're back. You look great. Did you have good holidays? Yeah. yeah, I'm feeling French to be fair. Finally back from Mexico. It was so nice. I want to go back, but I need to stay home now. And yeah, can't wait to get started. Yeah, the tan yeah, the tan's season, looking great season. on you. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted a bit more, but it's fine. Did you, get, did you get did you get to watch fine. a lot of football over there? I know you missed the Dortmund game, but that was after you returned. No. Yeah, but I miss everything, like literally everything. Like the game was like at two in the afternoon, so there was no way to watch any game. So yeah. Okay, we'll get you up to scratch. We'll do the Premier League Premier League's yeah. second game week today, including an in-depth look at Spurs versus Man United, and a short preview of Arsenal's game tonight. Um, Toto, a welcome back question for you to start things off. Which player in football history would you have loved to see go through his career completely injury free? I mean, I'm a Dortmund fan, so I have to say. I know Marco which Royce. one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, which I one? There was no other player. Marco Royce. <laughs> okay. Really? Wow. I was thinking like R9 or I don't know, Musa yeah, Diaby. I'm a Dortmund fan. Yeah, but come yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. Royce, but Royce still of, yeah. played. We weren't watching football when R9 was doing yeah. his thing. This yeah. is true, but imagine what he could have done. Yeah, yeah for sure. But, but we, we, mean, like... we wouldn't have saw it. Is it, is it Grealish yeah, for really. you then, Arman? No, why would you say Grealish? Uh, sorry, not Grealish. Wilshire. Why Grealish? Wilshire. Jack Wilshire. Uh, no. Good question. Injury free. Maybe Aryan Robin. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he had he had a good. Yeah, career. yeah, he had a good season. He was yeah, injured a lot. Yeah, yeah a but, I mean, lot. Could have been worse. Yeah, for sure. Could have been worse, but he was very often injured. The the question I had prepared for you, Arman, is if you had to put money on a second best goal scorer in the Prem this season, who would your money be on? Oh, that's a very good question. Thank you. I put yeah, effort into the these questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, I noticed. The, I noticed. First, the first one would be Alan, right? Yeah, that's yeah. why I'm asking for the second. Uh, best. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm sure. I'm sure you're gonna come back to this, so I need to get this right. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's tricky. Very tricky, actually, because you never know with the injuries and yeah. stuff. You know no, what? Right. I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go for Ollie Watkins just because he's in your FPL. Ooh. Just because he's my FPL, <laughs> I need to back him. He didn't manage to score yesterday, but he looked he looked uh, dangerous. Maybe so, maybe Rashford Rashford as well. Rashford. Or... Yeah, it's up for grabs now. Harry Kane's no longer in the league, so yeah, Harry Kane's is gone. All right, let's just uh, let's dive right in. And uh, I'll do the 30 second update or the 90 second update. I don't know why I'm calling it 30 or 60 second. It's 90 plus seconds update. But anyway, to anyone who hasn't been following football, here we go. Spain are world champions. In a tense and tight game in Sydney on Sunday, the Spanish national team beat England 1-0 to win their first ever World Cup. 
Spanish national team captain and Real Madrid left-back Olga Carmona scored the game's only goal just before the half-hour mark was reached for Spain. This victory is testament to their huge and rapid development in the women's game, as the Spanish national team have never had never yet won a knockout game at any major tournament before this year's World Cup. In men's football, the Premier League continued this weekend. The headline game, uh, in, in the headline game, a tired Manchester City won their home fixture uh, against Newcastle by one goal to nil after beating Sevilla on pens in Athens merely 72 hours before. City's season is off to the perfect start with the European Super Cup and two wins from two under their belt already. Liverpool and Aston Villa both won their first games of the campaign, beating Bournemouth and Everton 3-1 and 4-0 respectively. Brentford continued to impress with a 3-0 away win in the South West London derby against Fulham. And after beating Chelsea 3-1 at home, West Ham are also on four points after two games. Brighton won their second consecutive game by four goals to one, impressively dispatching an inefficient Wolverhampton Wanderers at the Molyneux. Tottenham Hotspur beat Manchester United by two goals to nil. Harry Kane who? And finally, on Friday evening, Steve Cooper's Nottingham Forest beat Sheffield United 2-1. The final four teams are yet to play, with Luton v Burnley postponed due to ongoing stadium work and Arsenal scheduled to play Crystal Palace at Selhurst Park later on today. Elsewhere, three more prominent footballers have left Europe to join Saudi sides, Aymeric Laporte and Alexander Mitrovic leaving the Prem for the desert, and Otavio joining Ronaldo at Al Nasser after leaving Porto. Finally, Harry Skane scored for Bayern Munich on his Bundesliga debut, and with Serie A also starting, that means all top five leagues are off to the mark for the new season. That's the 90-second update done. We need just, to just a, just a quick shot because I don't know if you I, I think you watched the game you, you said before the the woman woke up the final I don't know if you saw when there was like the VR and the referee said it like in the World Stadium what had the announced why she she gave yeah. an idea. I really love it yeah that that was strange no no they've been doing yeah, it for I really love it, to be fair. they've been doing it for all the tournament um, oh really yeah 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 and. I mean, you know, World Cups are always where FIFA tries to implement new things. And, and I think yeah. it's a, it's a yeah. great addition because that way you know exactly yeah. what the decision was. And yeah. I think it's a matter of time before we see it in the Prem. Mm -hmm. hmm. But I think it's a good reason because like when you're at the stadium and the ref gave a pen and you don't know why, you don't know why you went to check the, the VR and now you have an ID and why give it. I think it's good. Yeah, oh, they're slowly, did they're slowly she, improving. Did, did the referees really reason the decision as well did they explain it or did they just say handball penalty yeah they, they'll be like after the review there's a there's a like a punishable offense by number so and so the decision is goal or no goal or penalty or whatever so they've yeah, always announced I mean, what they saw that it, it that it's on the screen as well and you don't need to hear it from the referee yeah but i feel like if, they don't, if they don't if they don't reason it it, it it doesn't really make much of a difference no i think it i think it helps because you can then you know, they if, if for instance it's a handball and then you mm -hmm. you know they review it and then they can tell that it was a non punishable offense or like the, the you know no intention to the handball, uh, so no no penalty or okay. there was a handball but offside beforehand. It just to clear things up. I feel like the more communication we get from refs, the yeah. clearer it, it is. Yeah. I think I think the World Cup is as I mean we've spoke about this on the on the special pod with with Meret and, and Alin but I think the World Cup has been a massive success uh the women's game is growing rapidly and it's it's been very good to see we'll go into more detail some other time but at this point well done to Spain and we're definitely already looking forward to to hosting the Euros in Switzerland in in a couple of years time 
that should be good. Is it in in twenty twenty eight? Twenty twenty five. The oh, the is Euros. It? yeah yeah Euros in Switzerland oh, two thousand and twenty five. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah, and Switzerland have some catching up to do because that Spain national team looks good. Yeah. Um. Let's talk about Harry Kane. He already scored on his debut. He assisted another goal. Toto, he's now in the league that you're supporting a team in. Can't be fun watching that, can it? No, but I mean, I think for us, TCR is going to be tough. Uh, I didn't watch the game against Colin, but from what I've heard, it was a very difficult game for us. We were happy with the win, and I'm going to take the two points. But yeah, I think it's going to be tough, and I'm not sure that we're going to be the. I mean, I, f- I think Bayern are going to win the league, but, but even to to be in the top four is going to be tough because, from what I've seen, Leverkusen are going to be good, Leipzig as well, Union Berlin maybe as well. I think they've got a good team. They made some good recruitment, so I think they're going to be a good team as well. So yeah, it's going to be tough for us, but. I would put money on Leipzig, Leverkusen, and Bayern Munich to do the, the top three, to be fair. Yeah. Armin, after the game, watching Harry Kane give, give his interviews, is it is it going to take a while to get used to him in a Bayern shirt? Uh, you could say that, yeah, but I think he he doesn't need for himself any adapting period, I don't think. He's already... A proven striker, and I think he he fits the Bayern system like a like a perfect glove. You know, it's with the fast wingers. You see it from from the first goal. Sonny makes a very nice uh, one two with him. He has that intelligence. He has the passing range for the quick players going behind. And when he's in front of goal, we all know what uh, what he can do. So. Uh, Maybe it takes, especially for English, for the English people, take some use to that is in in the Bundesliga now. But I think it's great for the Bundesliga, to be honest. Yeah, I agree with you yeah, there. I, I know. I just a quick word on the Bundesliga. We'll we'll chat about it separately in a short while. But but tell me how impressed you were with Xabi Alonso's side Leverkusen. Me? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Yeah, very impressed. Um, they had the possession they had, especially in the final third, was very impressive, and they managed to because they they counter pressed so well, they managed to stop those counter attacks from from Leipzig, which is what Bayern can tell you is very hard to do. So I was very impressed. I was very impressed by by Choco and Wirtz and um, oh, I always forget the new striker. What is called Boniface. Boniface, the, I was yeah. very, very impressed by him. Fringpong as well. Fringpong, as always, bombing yeah. down on the right hand side. No, it was very, it was a very good game to watch. And um, yeah, as the many experts um, said, they're going to be good this season, and uh, they certainly made a good, a good start. Yeah, even after using their talismanic player uh, in in Musa Diaby to to Aston Villa. Yeah. I touched upon it there in, in the little update. Mitrovic, Laporte, the latest Premier League players to to leave for Saudi Arabia. Laporte's career has, I want to say, fizzled out, but he did just win a treble, so maybe that's not the right way of putting it. Are we going to miss them, Toto, those two? 
Not at all, to be fair. Maybe Fulham fan will miss Mitrovic because I know like he's a good striker. He was always going to go for them. But to be fair, I'm not a huge fan of him. He's always like it was the game against Manchester United when he he went to to have a fight with the ref. I'm not a huge fan of those type of players. So no, I'm not going to miss him. And the same with Laporte. There were so many good centre backs in City. So yeah, I don't think he was even going to play this season. So. Having watched fair, Chelsea two games now, I still it, think my call of Laporte joining Chelsea would have been a good one for them. Yeah, maybe. I mean, the, the, they've got the, the back think, the yeah. back. They've got Colwell. So I'm I think sure. Colwell is is way better. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but he's not. He's you know he's I don't know. He's he, Colwell's still young. Laporte has experience. They're gonna despite yeah, not playing in Europe. For experience. Yeah, but then you're going to have to pay a huge wage to Laporte yeah. again. I would just stick with Cole. He already has yeah. Premier League experience, under-21 uh, Europe experience, so he has some big tournament experience as well. I think Cole will come good. I think he will. Yeah. Maybe this season is going to be... I think it's, there's going to be... I said this, I think, a thousand times. There's going to be pain for Chelsea this season. Yeah. And Actually, let's let's start there. That's a good... Time. It's a perfect segue, Arman. It's like you're hosting the show again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's let's start talking about Chelsea and and the Premier League. Chelsea losing three one to West Ham. Obviously, the big news this week was was their captain Reese James out injured with a hamstring for question mark a number of weeks. Chilwell was taken off as well. Their other fullback with I think what people have been speculating is a is a cracked rib, so it shouldn't be as bad, but still. That despite losing three one, they had the majority of possession. They had the majority of chances. It, what did you make of of that game yesterday, Toto? Is it is it as bad as it looks for Chelsea? Or no, it's it's the second game of the season. I think I'm I'm not afraid for them. They've got quality in the squad, and I think like one of the players I was the most impressed with was Raheem Sterling. Yesterday he was so good and I'm so happy for him. I hope he will, he will be back for like that uh, every game this season because yesterday was just so good. He was so dangerous. And yeah, I think they just need time because there was a lot of new players, as we know, like like the season. But they just need to adapt. And it's the same for Nicola Jackson. I think he's talented. He just needs time to, to get into it and score goals because I think he's got the quality to do it. Armand doesn't seem to be... So no, I no, no, I was, no, 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 I, I, okay. I don't know why I made that face. I told totally Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think, I'm not afraid for them. I think, I think they will reach the top five. I think it's now top five for the Champions League. No, not, not this year. It's still top four this no, year. No, next oh, year. Okay, still, okay. okay. Mm. Yeah, I think they will do the top four, top five. So I'm not afraid for them, to be fair. It's just the second game of the season. So, they, they were really good against Liverpool. So, so what went wrong for Chelsea then yesterday, Armand? Yeah, I just think it's uh, silly mistakes. Yeah. Like you see players making these mistakes when they're maybe not that experienced and a bit new to the league. Because I think they 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 didn't play bad, but they weren't. I think they could have been a bit more. Um, yeah, they could have taken a bit more risk in the final third. I think they had a lot of possession and they knocked it around pretty well with Enzo Fernandez and Gallagher but you miss those passes through the lines and uh, those sharp bursts of speed and maybe a shot from outside of the box or something like that just to to 
some magic you missed. But I think the um the setup is is good and the players they look they have a good potential. You see that with Jackson and Chukwueng. How do you say his name? I, yeah, I'm not even gonna go he, there. He looks. Yeah, I'm not gonna go there either. And Sterling, <laughs> of course, they look. You that you see glimpses, and I think, I think it will come with Poch. But just I mean the set piece, the free header, the goal from Antonio. He need I think it's Disasi. He needs to close him yeah. down. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah, he cannot let him cannot let him uh, shoot. And Antonio can even pick his head up and like um, have some time as well. And, and then he just slots it away. So he needs to. He needs to um, attack him, you know. He what a finish, though, by Antonio. While we're on that subject, what a finish! Wow. But yeah, what a finish, and the, and the penalty as well. It's very clumsy. So it's three goals that you can easily avoid, easily. Yeah. One set piece, one penalty, and uh... and I, I mean the thing is that West Ham are going to be dif difficult to play because they are always dangerous on set pieces. And now yeah. with James Ward-Prowse taking them, yeah, it's going to be tough for every team in the Prem. But yeah. I mean, Fernandez missed his pen as well, so yeah, it could have been both ways, and it went West Ham's way. Yeah, uh, yeah. So no need to panic at Chelsea just no. yet. Let's chat Brighton for a second because they have already scored eight goals. Mitoma with an absolute screamer of a goal. Yeah. I mean, that solo run against Wolves picks up the ball and like roughly the halfway line sort of vibes, and then just pierces through them with with the run. How good do you reckon Brighton can be this season, Toto? I, I think it's going to be a tough year for them because they have to play in uh, the Europa League now this year. So uh, I think as of now, they're a good team. We know that they they, they they know how to play under the Zerbi and I'm very happy with the way they play because the way we love football, I think we all love the, the way they play. But yeah, I think he, when the, the, the Europa League will start, we'll see how it goes for them. With maybe injuries, we they will have to, to rotate the team as well. So I think they will end up in the top, top seven. I think they will do a good season, but not as good as last season. I think they, they will lose more points than they did last year because of that. But yeah, there, there is a lot of quality in that team with Mitoma. And so and Ciso, I love and Ciso as well. Again, Ciso. Yeah, and exciting players. So many good players. Yeah. Despite letting go of McAllister and and Caicedo over the summer, and Colwell losing him back to Chelsea, what makes Brighton so good, Armand? Why are they such a difficult team to play against? Is it just the sheer quality of their individuals, or what is it? Yeah, it's the, for me. It's the it's the it's the system. You know, the system is so brilliant. And um, the way they handle pressure, the way they um, pass out of the back is really remarkable. I mean, I think it, at the moment, I think they're doing better than Arsenal. They're doing it really, really good. It's always like the the pass the, through the line to the numbers, uh, number eight, then he lays it off to the six, and then they play it forward. Uh, it's so good how they do it. Um, I love to watch them. And... And and they have like the players like Estupinian bombing forward all the time, like Robertson in this in his uh, in his better days, let's say. <laughs> um, and yeah, they have and they, well, I mean, Toto said about the Europa League, but they have so they have so much players up top. I mean, they have NC, yeah, so Mitoma, yeah, but not Marsh, at the back. Buenanote, yeah, no, but 
I have the feeling that probably when you play such a high press, then maybe you need to rotate your your um your wingers and your offense more than yeah. than maybe your yeah. back. I mean, I could be wrong about that, but yeah, it depends. If I'm it, not. I'm if, not. If you have to play about Europe. Uh, yeah, then it's over. Of course. Yeah, if they have to play Savage in the Europa League, it's over for them. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. no. But I think I think at the Europa League, especially for a club like Brighton, you know, yeah. it can give a lot of energy as well. You know, it can be, um, especially for the first time, and when they go through the semi-final, let's say the, the excitement will be very high in yeah. the squad, and maybe they can almost use that energy. And if they were, I mean, they have Buenanote as well, who didn't play. Yeah. And uh, Ferguson, Welbeck, uh, Joao Pedro. I mean, yeah, they could they could rotate well, and the and the system is 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 working. But I mean, they played Luton and they played Wolves, so maybe we need to. There will be bigger challenges, of course. Yeah, mm -hmm. we need to maybe just keep the keep the the talk on the on the low just for now to see how they perform yeah. against the top teams. From one great side doing really well to to the next let's talk Brentford they have now played six games without Ivan Tony, their talismanic striker they've yet to lose a single one of those games and Wemos scoring three goals in the first two games Wissa scoring two they look very sharp and and after the game Thomas Frank their coach was quoted saying they believe in Mbwemo, they believe in Wisa, they believe that they can score the goals that Tony provided for them. And, and that's why they haven't knee-jerked and gotten a striker. It seems to be paying off so far. Again, early doors and, and yet to see how they do against a top, top team. I mean, Spurs 2-2 at home is a decent result. But do, do you believe that they have enough quality, Toto, to finish in a similar sort of area of the table as last season? Or will they struggle without Tony in the long run? I think... Uh, when is Tony back in January? In January, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think it's a bit too long for them without him because it was like the main point for them, the way they played. They, they need him, I think. It was the first two games of the season. Of course, they did well. Of course, Bomo score and Wissa scored too. But on the long term, I think Wissa is not good enough. I'm not a huge fan of Johan Wissa. He can score goal, but sometimes he's a bit, I don't know, when he's in front of goal, he's a bit, yeah. Not good enough, I would say. But yeah, on the long term, I think they need Tony, and I don't. I think they would do a good season, taking the point that they don't have Tony, but they would do way better with him. And yeah, they they will. And I don't think they would uh, fight for the relegation. Of course, I don't think so. But yeah, top twelve would be fine for them. Aaron, without the European distractions, can Brentford cause an upset and and finish top nine, top eight, maybe even? I'm really impressed by them, um, especially in that uh, Tottenham game. I only managed to see the Fulham game on on match of the day, but um, I was really impressed. the The system is working really good, and I love um, Henry as well, the left back. I think he's really good. Um, yeah, of course, Tony. Tony is a huge miss. I mean, he's their he's their talismanic striker, but I mean, at the moment they're the the system is working and they I don't know I think they almost play a bit of a higher line as well this year I think um, Thomas Frank has been working probably on preseason and they're really aggressive and they, they always win the the duels in the air and the, they're they're gonna score from a lot of um, set pieces so 
about the relegation, I'm not worried at all for them. Yeah. Um, about maybe a top top ten, top nine finish would, I think. Yeah, they've definitely adapted. Just because well so we have far. so, yeah, because we have so much, so many teams now in the Prem who are just we just have more quality than them basically, and uh, as how good as Thomas Frank is, quality at the end of the day is quality, and you cannot really replace that. Okay, finally we will talk the what was before the game week two it was the the headline act as the premier league themselves called it manchester city versus newcastle i said last week city were doing city stuff against burnley and and even though this was an entirely different game it felt like city were doing city stuff again just kind of suffocating newcastle keeping the ball not letting them come in the game Despite the Super Cup distractions from on on Wednesday night, where they had to fly to Athens, play in the heat, ninety minutes plus penalties, they came away with a win without using any of the subs. What impressed you about that performance, Armand? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a it was a good performance, um, especially Foden. I think he was the best player on the pitch. In that central role, and Alvarez was good, but what impressed me the most is I think how they just can manage a game. You know, they. I mean, there was a time when Newcastle were dominating a little bit, but then again, they they regrouped and they found their their rhythm again, and they're just so good. They're so calm. They're so experienced. They're never they never panic, and I think that just. I mean, I was rooting so hard for Newcastle like Arsenal were playing I mean it's always like that when I watch a City game so but I just noticed that it's just every chance you miss against them it's like whoa I have to wait another 20 minutes for a chance you know they're so solid at the back with the four central defenders they rarely make any mistakes and that just I kind of had this reaction that like it's going to be tough to beat them again this year just by their their quality I hope I hope Foden can now play a bit more in that central role because or maybe I don't hope for their success but it's, <laughs> he looks so good I think yeah. it's, it's his best position that's his position in the middle you know he's so intelligent he's so he's so he's so sharp he's so fast yeah yeah now beautiful player injured, to maybe there's a, a spot for him yeah yeah, I remember us talking about this, hoping that after the treble win, they'll maybe drop their levels a little bit and slack off and, and just not quite be on the same levels. And, and having watched these first two games, it now seems they've kept the quality very much intact and they've now played with a maybe an added layer of, of relaxedness, of calmness about them where... They just, I mean, against the second half against Newcastle, they you could see the City players tiring. You could see the the lack of of legs in that team. And apart from like a five, maybe ten minute spell where Newcastle dominated the ball, they didn't get give them a sniff. Like they just kept the ball, passed it around the bank. Akanji moving into that number six role that we saw Stones do a lot of last season. When they made a mistake, Rodri had one sticky moment. Guardiola was immediately there to to rescue it for him they just looked so composed and and so in control at all times and yeah it really made you think are they just gonna win 
like everything again this year because it's it's very hard to see a weakness in that squad despite the departure of the like of of Mares and and Laporte now who obviously has already been replaced by by Guardiola but yeah it's it's a it is it is once again already game week two it is it is scary to to watch City um already okay boys let's take a quick break and uh, when we come back, we will talk uh, about Spurs versus Man United. Uh. <laughs> it's very, it's very unprofessional by me. And the background is just, you know, holidays, <laughs> and I'm outside, mm. and it's probably going to be far. It's then. authentic, you know. It authentic is. Authentic people will appreciate. I've tried to do that. I've tried <laughs> to go for it. But okay, we are back to talk uh, the Spurs game. A deserved win for Tottenham Hotspur. Which area of the pitch did they win the game in, Arman? Where did they win it? Mm, good question. I mean, they could have easily uh, scored a goal, Man United, in the first half. And then the game is a, is a different game. Um, I think it was a game between... Uh, of two halves, you know. In the first half, it was more even. Maybe Man United had a bit more chances on the counter attack, and they looked they looked sharp in some moments. And then in the second half, it was it was all Spurs basically. And they, I think, especially in in midfield, they won a lot of second balls in the second half, and they just kept kept um, coming on to them. So yeah, maybe I would say maybe the key word is the. The second balls in the second half, maybe. Second Which balls in the second half. I love that. Yeah, yeah. it's it seemed to yeah. me as well that that the Spurs midfield, Sara Bisuma in particular, just they felt it felt like they were physically stronger than United's with Mount and, and Casemiro, and we saw this last season with Casemiro as well. He started slow and then kind of came into his rhythm, but Sara and Bisuma really stepped it up, and and yeah, I mean Sara getting the goal in particular but, but yeah I just it feels like something is coming together at Spurs it feels like almost a bit losing Harry Kane has made the team more united Toto do you agree with this assessment do you see that as well do you see something materializing at Spurs I, I didn't watch the game yesterday to be fair uh, on no, it was on Saturday on Saturday I didn't watch the yeah. game but I think it's a bit too early to say that it's only the second game. I've seen a lot of games of Tottenham Hotspur like just beat Man City, and you're like, oh yeah, they're back. They're funny. It's funny the Tottenham they're going to reach top four, and then they lose to to Fulham or to Luton Town. I don't know. So I, I don't want to to go too early on them. I think it's just the second game. It's just one. And it's game only and... it's only United, you know. Yeah, it's only United. Yeah. <laughs> Armand's now in danger of being kicked off this call. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, the the only thing that I want to say is that I'm so happy for Ibisuma because I know he's a quality player and last season last season it was so difficult for him, and now to see him at that level, I'm so happy for him because he's so good, and yeah, I hope he will he will stay like this and stay fit and be at that level on every game. Yeah, yeah I think gonna... it's exactly. I mean, with the SAR goal, it's exactly what, like, sort of miss united miss you know that overload in in the in the box where you just commit man forward and you maybe you're gonna you're gonna concede a counter attack but it's that risk that reward when you get when you 
when you just go in the box and the ball comes to you and then he then he just scored it. But I what I want to ask Fabo is last year we saw I mean you, you basically lost every game away from home against the top seven or eight. Um do you think there is something there or you you think this is just like it's not really relevant if it's away from home, but or do you think it, there is something maybe character-wise which is lacking because you lost every I think every game last year against the top top seven, top eight away from home. Yeah, I That's think Spurs was the only one. Spurs was the only one we got a point from, and we've now lost. That. Yeah, I think I think there is a theme there. Yeah, I think there is an issue there. It's it's about finding the right balance. I think for Eric Ten Hag, which is something at Old Trafford they did really well, where they um they managed to dominate the games and 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 play on the front foot and and kind of box opposing teams in whereas away from home they've struggled to find the balance between playing on the counter sitting deeper times and then countering with with pace and and then going into phases where you also control the ball away from home i think that that balance has just been off in those big games uh, the Twitter United overreacted yesterday saying, oh, it's the same shit all over again. We've not learned anything. And and I can see where that comes from. I think there was a lot of frustration, especially in that midfield area, especially in the second half where, where Casemiro and Mount were just too easy to play against. I mean, even, even against Wolves at home in the first week, it was just at times like they weren't there. Players just ran past them. And... Those are, I mean, from what we hear is those are areas that Ten Hag is looking to to improve the squad, is looking to get players in. Amrabat has been a name circulated. They're looking for a defensive midfielder to replace Fred, hopefully. So it's something they're working on. It's it's something I'm personally still in this situation now. I'm I still have trust in Eric Ten Hag. I I know he he knows Rashford isn't is playing out of position Rashford needs to play on the left he's isolated he's out of the game once Hoyland comes back and we have that focal point up top I think someone to play the ball into someone you can keep the ball is he injured yeah he's he's yeah. just dealing okay. with a back problem at the moment so I think okay. I think there is still a few more steps to go and 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 there is still quality in this squad and and I do believe in the manager at this point that this is something we can change and address for the rest of this season but it, you know you have to you have to take it very seriously because that's that's a trend that can't really go on as good as we've been at home if you want to challenge for the top then you need to win your away games so do you think he would he's almost like the gap between setting up a game against I don't know Arsenal at home and Arsenal away, they're, they're, the game plans are too, they're too different in a way. Yeah, and I think they've not yeah. quite found that mix yet. They, the, yeah. the players haven't quite bought into how we want to approach an away game against the team expecting to keep the ball. Yeah. I think, which, yeah. you know, I, 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 again, as I said, I believe in, I believe that this will, will come strong despite the, the slow start now. Even though at this point last season we had zero points, so it's it's all upwards for United at this point. We spoke mm -hmm. last week about fullbacks and and Trent's new role and and how Chelsea interpret their fullbacks in their very wide positions offensively and and how Chilwell and and James want to attack. Spurs have have a set of fullbacks that have only recently really joined the club. Udogi, the the Italian fullback, perhaps the the most surprising find. He was at on loan at Udinese last season in Serie A and, and Pedro Porro joining from Sporting last year but 
he hasn't really set the world on fire so far. But that was really impressive by Spurs' fullbacks, wasn't it, Toto? I mean, I know you didn't watch the game live, but I, I know you saw the highlights and, and it felt like they were just stronger as well, like the midfield battle we mentioned, but they were also just stronger than Shaw and Van Bissaka. Yeah, I mean, uh, from from what I've seen last season, even with Pedro Po, uh, offensively, he's good. I mean, the, the only problem for, for him was defensively. But I've got no problem with him going offensively. I know he's got the quality to do it, but there was that problem that at the back, they were good enough. Now they've got Van, Van Heke, is it Van Heke? Yes. I, I, from what I've seen at Wolfsburg last season, he's a good, he's a good center back. He's got quality at the back, so I think now that they've got the ability to to go up front with those two fullbacks, let's see how it goes on the 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 whole season. But from what I've heard yesterday of the game, it can be a solution. I I, I don't know Doki to be fair. I've never seen him play, so I, I don't want to to say anything about him. But I saw the I, I saw the highlights and I saw that. He, he came with a lot of activity. He, they did a score coming from the left side, but he was there on every occasion. So I think it's good for him. I don't, I don't know him, so I don't want to say yeah, he's a, he's a baller or anything like that. But yeah, Armand, share with me your thoughts on on Spurs' fullbacks. Yeah, they were good. They they uh, really kept uh, Garnacho and uh, Anthony quiet as well. So. Even defensively, they were good, and as again in the in the second half, they they came to life and they won a lot of duels. Um, I, I'm not. I think Poro is defensively is really bad, like yeah. really bad. So there's gonna be, I think, a bit, a bit. Uh, okay, maybe maybe you can say United is a crunch game as well, but maybe United on a better day will be maybe. Be a bit tougher when Rashford is playing on his side. So yeah, I wouldn't get too overhyped now uh, for Spurs. I think they're still they're still well off it, but they they had a good performance against a, a poor United team. I think that's that's how I would would sum it up. Speaking about Spurs here, the the Harry Kane obviously a huge a huge loss for them. And Armand, you just mentioned that they're way off still, but but there's still optimism around the around the team. They feel it looks like yeah. and the the coach has found his his strongest eleven fairly quickly. They have a, a system they play in now. They they have a concept of how they want to attack teams. Way off is this squad not good enough to challenge for top four and or the likes of it? Bearing in mind they don't have Europe to distract them. Yeah, I don't think top four, but maybe top top six, top seven. If if it's, I think top six would be a good season for them. Would be a good stepping stone to them maybe challenge for top four again next season. So, so do you agree with that, or do Spurs need to sign other players still? Yeah, I mean they need to sign other players, but I don't think they will do it. I don't think. Where don't do you see the biggest? Where do you see the biggest problems in in that squad? Uh, uh, I think a striker, obviously. I don't think that Richarlison is the is the guy that they need. But to find a striker now, you need to put a hundred million on on Colomani or a player like that. So I don't think it would happen. So yeah, I would say a striker, and yeah, maybe 
another center back because if Romero or Van Hecke get injured, there is no one at the back. So yeah, apart from that, yeah, I don't think that as someone said, I don't think they got the quality to to end up in the top four this season. But yeah, top six would be a good season for them. I think I would give Richarlison this year the benefit of the doubt and just play him. Yeah. And just yeah, yeah. Yeah, I no, think they because would do it. being taken out of the team um, all the time and then playing on the right-hand side, which is not really his, his position last year. So just, I think I would just give him this year and then see again this yeah. summer. Because he can be a very, I think he can be a very good striker. I do think it. Yeah. I think they don't have any other choice. I think they would have to do it. Yeah, so. they would have to yeah. do it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I... I... I'm kind of a. I mean, he looks. He he looks like a guy who you just want to punch in your punch in the face. But I I have faith in Richarlison. I I liked watching him at uh, Everton. He plays with his heart on his on his uh, what do you say a heart on his sleeve, um and and he goes he attacks players. He's not afraid. He's a warrior. He he goes for it. And and I always like someone who plays with a bit of passion as well. He 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 looks to me like a player out of confidence right now. And uh, yeah. he's he's shown for Brazil what he can do in that position, and and yeah, if maybe if he gets a run of form, maybe maybe a run of games, I should say, finds a bit of form, he will he will perform for for Spurs eventually. Just finally on this on this topic, we went into the season thinking United would be top four, building on last year, Spurs struggling to to reach those heights, and and maybe sort of yeah, in and around sixth place. Has our take changed on these two sides after the first two games? Maybe Toto, you start off with this one. Uh, for Tottenham, I don't think it changed. I think it's the same. Top six will be a good season for them. And for United, I don't know yet. I don't know to be fair because it was uh, as Armand said. I don't. I didn't watch the game, but it was a poor game for them. But there was quality in that team. There was still some player missing. Didn't you really use uh, Sancho? My boy Sancho. Hopefully, it would be his season. I need to watch Ireland. I never watch him, so I don't know what, like, what he's capable of. So, I think we will get fixed in five or six games. I think we'll get a better idea of what they can do. But as of now, I don't think I'm going to change my position. I think they will, they can do the top four. But yeah, they still need to to show us that they're able to do it. But yeah. Arman, yeah, I'm not um, about Tottenham. Actually, I, I changed my opinion a bit. I think they, they, uh, I underestimated them, and I think they even against Brentford they showed positive signs. And now again against uh, Man United with a really strong second half performance, I was really impressed. And I think there's just going to be a more of a positive vibe and I think the fans are going to enjoy this new style of football and this will make stuff a bit more easier when you lose a game or two so and um, it's more offensive and it's just more fun to watch which which helps a lot I think in the fan base about United I'm not that worried uh, because as I said many times I really like their, their spine and I think um, they have a very, very good core of players with quality, and I'm sure Ten Hag will get them up to speed again. I'm I'm not worried for them, uh, 
they just had a bad performance and yeah sometimes you just have a bad force what i do worry about and me and fab were the long long discussion about i think that's just anthony i just i don't see it and he lost so many balls again and he didn't create nothing and uh yeah the wingers are not i mean sancho as well he's not in in a very he has not much confidence at the moment and even that show i mean if garnacho is playing in front of him that just shows um yeah where Sancho is at the moment so yeah they they do need Hoyland to come in so that Rashford can go on the left and then it looks already a bit better for me but yeah the wingers at the moment are a bit of a bit of a problem because I think the rest of the team is fine it's just the, the wingers okay before we but, get into the Anthony discussion again um <laughs> let's uh Let's let's just draw a line under this United game, so I can also move on and, and forget about it. <laughs> I do want a quick shout out though to Bruno's Rabona pass. Rashford was offside wow. and he missed the sitter, but yeah. that pass was wow, filthy. What a pass. Our main did, did you see the wow. the, the Gary Lineker's tweet about it? No. No. What, what did he say? say? I think he said uh, the the pass from uh, Bruno Fernandez gave me a bonus, which is quite rare at my age. So yeah, I mean, I get it. Um, I was going to talk about the handball from Romero and and why that's a penalty and uh, why, but that's not a penalty, and the one in the World Cup isn't. But I'm not gonna. I'm just not gonna go there. Um, because it doesn't make sense to me. Let's talk about Arsenal tonight, boys. Let's let's oh. just do a quick preview. They're playing Crystal Palace at Selhurst Park. Crystal Palace winning their own first game against Sheffield United away. Decent game. A decent win for them. Edouard scoring the only goal. I personally am here again Monday, need a big performance from my FPL from three players, Gabriel, Saka, Martinelli. I think you have the same players, Armin, and yours. Yeah. Who have you got your eye on tonight? Easy win for Arsenal or Yeah, I have um I have training, so I only can I can only watch the second half, which I'm furious about. <laughs> um yeah. I don't know. I, I don't I really don't know what to expect still. I mean, we only had like one proper Premier League game, which was at home to Nottingham Forest. This is gonna be, I think, a bit of a tougher game away from home. And I mean, um, yeah, Palace since Roy Hodgson came in, they they do they do put up a fight and we Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be an easy easy game. I think it's gonna be a tough game. I don't know what to expect, to be honest. I really don't know. Mm. Uh, so, Toto, what do you think expect? to play, I think, no? Just Sorry? about, yeah. Olise. Is Michael Olise? Yeah, I, I think, think he signed a new contract, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I've, I see Arsenal winning the game, but I don't think it's going to be an easy win. Yeah. I think Eze is on form, yet we we still have to see Olise because we don't really know what happened during the summer. So, but he's a good player. Hudson Edouard scored. I think he scored on the first game, didn't he? I think. Yes, he scored the one, yep. the single. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think it's going to be a tough game. There was quality in that Palace game with Roy Hudson at, uh, as a manager. So I think it's going to be tough, but I still see Arsenal winning. I think. Just just but, that, that party move to 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 um to Sam as a right back and then to come inside. I just think it. I I just think, I think it didn't work and. I kind of worry now that that was the plan all pre-season, you know, and now we have a system that don't 
I, I just, I just, I don't know. I have a bad feeling. I, I don't know why. I just have a bad feeling. And so I who's don't going think we're going to be as good as last season. What? Who's going to pass a left back? I hope Gabriel from FPL. Left but back. I, yeah, but uh, it was Saliba, Timber, White, and uh, and Forte against. Yeah, and Sinchenko and Timber are out. Sinchenko is back. Sinchenko is. Back. Oh, is he back? Yeah, oh, okay. Timber. Timber is out for a long time. Yeah, yeah, for a long time. Yeah. Yes. ACL body. Yeah, I don't know which one. Uh, who I want to be fit again, Fabo or Timber? <laughs> please me. <laughs> if I could, if I could wish. <laughs> no, please, please please me um okay well we'll see it's going to be an interesting game i i also massive question marks about crystal palace i i don't think they're going to be quite as strong as last season the new manager bounce helped them drastically in towards the latter stages of that of that of last season they do still have quality Eze is ready to step up i think now that saha has left to to istanbul yeah, I'm I'm yet to be sold on both of these teams for for this year. So so a game I'll be watching with with great interest for sure. Yep. My dears, that's all we have time for today. I thank you very much for all your contributions. Thank you guys. And the chat as always. Keep an eye out for FPL podcasts hosted by Arman question mark yet to see. Uh, we're also working on a rest of Europe poddy Arman's not sure about that by the look on his face. Uh, rest of Europe body where we talk international <laughs> leagues. Um, plenty football coming your way. Plenty podcast content coming your way. We'll also be back on the socials soon. So give us a follow on Instagram. I'll be going back into the editing suite very soon to edit some more reels for you for y'all. And uh, it's so good to have you back, Toto. Arman, thank you as always, my friend. Thank I'll you. See guys. you soon. Ciao. Yeah. See you guys.